Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're here with the Skeptics Review. We're uh, having a really awesome episode uh, today. We got a very special guest uh, from uh, the Ratchet Dolls. And uh, you want to like intro everybody? I'm the Arbiter. We got the scientist here. Hey, what's up, everybody? And Rachel. How's it going? And our special guest today is Hi. Kevin. Yeah. Do uh, you want to see your full name? Or Yeah, my name is Kevin. You, I, I, think, I think my last name is a little too Mexican. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm not from Brownsville, Texas. I'm the vocalist and lead guitar player for a band called Ratchet Doll. Very, very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Guys. Awesome. We're very excited to have you here. Yeah, definitely. And before we get started, you know, I want to let everybody know where they can find us. They can find us on on social media through Facebook, um, Twitter. Follow us at theskepticsreview.com, um, where we're featuring new artists as we go, new music, new music thoughts we're sharing. Where we're out there, so please get a hold of us uh, for anything music related. Uh, but on the topic of Ratchet Dolls, okay, I, I do want to give a little brief um, how I came across them because yeah. I, I believe I, I sent the, their music to you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was yeah. reading the newspaper, you know, and I don't know who reads the newspaper anymore because not me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I should, but I don't. I, I came across the newspaper, right? So I was I was checking out like this rock band from from South Texas. You know, they're getting ready to go. Um, to a festival, I, I think it was Rocklahoma, if I'm not mistaken. Right, yeah. And um, so I was like, Ratchet Dolls, I love the name. I saw the pictures, and I was like, these pictures are awesome. So I was like, okay, so let me check out the band. It's like, dude, this stuff is killer. So I went ahead, you know, do what we do. I texted Arbiter, texted Rachel about it, and these guys fell in love with the music. So, you know, again, you know, on, on Ratchet Dolls, you know, one of the things I want to know is, you know, right off the bat, tell us a little bit about the band. Like the origins and what got you all started, man. The origins—it's—it's it's kind of funny. I was just telling you guys when I got here. Um, before we were Ratchet Dolls, we were a band called The Skeptic. So it's kind of like, huh, you know, my name is turn now. Now we're actually <laughs> here at The Skeptic's Review again. It's awesome to be here. But um, I started this back when I was about 15, 16 years old. I'm 25 right now. Um, wow. We had a, a lot of transitions that we had to go through to get to where we are now we went through management team that we were with for five years and that kind of fell through um we've had several lineups uh, actually a lot of lineup changes and so um people have seen that and i'm very grateful for the fact that people still stick around even after all those changes you know it's, it speaks a lot about the music and it says a lot about the fans and how dedicated they are to us but um ask away any anything you guys want to know anything you guys have heard um, any rumors? I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to like clear everything up. <laughs> Is everything on the table? Um, in regards to what? Any, anything, <laughs> in regards anything to that, there is history. so much that has happened in the history of the band that mm-hmm. it's, it's very hard to pinpoint just little things here and there. You, I kind of have to refresh my memory as well. Okay, well, you've been playing for over 10 years, right? Yeah. So how long has yeah. Ratchet Dolls overall been together? This is like Ratchet Dolls as Ratchet Dolls. Ratchet Dolls as Ratchet Dolls has been together since 2012. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm horrible at math. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, good few years. That's why you're not an accountant. Which is totally understandable. Yeah. Yeah. So, however long that is, that's how long we've been together. Um, we have had a bit of a hiatus, um, but we came back, and when we announced the comeback, it was like, you know, time had stopped for us. It was very, very special because when we came back, um, 
it had been about a year since the band had broken up. And I was expecting nobody to remember us. And I was expecting people to just be like, oh, hey, I, I think I remember you guys from like, I don't know, a bar show or something. But instead, as soon as I announced that we had come back, I had started getting phone calls from ARs from um, AEG, which is um, nice. AEG is the main group that puts together all the festivals in the US, well, the big ones, at least like Rock Okay, like promoters maybe? They're not promoters. Oh, okay, okay. It's a like huge a agency. agency. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they started getting in contact with me, and before they would go through my management team, mm-hmm. you know, we used to be with a management team called Rock Angels Agency, mm-hmm. and um, so I never got to. I was always, you know, just the guy that was told what to do. I never had any kind of arrangements with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I just showed up and played. That, that was my that was my thing. And now, since I'm the one running the band it's a lot different. I, I, I'm seeing a totally different side of the music industry and I'm very happy about it. But like I said, um, going back to making the comeback, when we announced that comeback, like I said, it was like time stopped and people welcomed us back with open arms. It was, it was very special. Very, very cool. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. And it kind of sounds like, I mean, when you're considering your hiatus and how long you guys have been together to the success you guys are seeing now, I mean, things are happening pretty fast for you guys. Now, yeah. Yeah. So how does that feel? I mean, it's got to be somewhat surreal, you know? It, it is. It is because, like I said, we had announced the comeback. And after we announced the comeback, we had excuse me, um, we had one lineup. <clears throat> and it already changed because of the fact <laughs> that some of us weren't ready to take on what was coming. Um, some of us were interested in certain things and nothing more. They just wanted to do one thing and then after that, leave the band. And so instead of getting permanent members, I decided to, I guess, take a different route. And I started contracting members instead. And so the members that are in the band now, including myself, um, just so that everybody's on, you know, uh, I guess on the same level. I don't want to ever feel, or I don't want anybody in the band to ever feel like I'm above them in any way, because that's not how I, that's not, I dealt with stuff like that in the past and I didn't like it. So this time around, I want everything to be leveled out. And so everybody's contracted, including myself, like I said. And <clears throat> like I said, um, some of us were only interested in certain things, mm-hmm. like playing the festival and maybe being a part of the tour, mm-hmm. the first leg of it. And then after that, um, it's like they were a totally different person and they just sort of vanished. I you see. Know? Mm-hmm. So we had to find a replacement drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought in my, my very, very close friend. I, I would consider him my best friend. Mm-hmm. His name is Robert Brownsville. He goes by In Blue. Okay. It's pretty cool. But um, but yeah, now now everybody that's in the band, we're pretty much all glued up together and we're ready to hit the road, which is what we're planning on doing in the upcoming year. 2020 is going to be very, very special. We haven't announced a lot of the things that we have coming up, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I'm smiling ear to ear right yeah. now. I'm sure if people could see me right now, they'd be like, what the hell is going on? That's he has awesome. something up his sleeve. Well, hopefully, but, hopefully yeah. we can get some of that information out of you. So we can, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we'll definitely, you know, keep up to date with all that stuff and, and help awesome. promote anything you've got going on. Yeah, yeah. Know, awesome. For sure. Thank you. Um, so I don't know. Where, where do you want to go? Like you kind of hit on like the origins uh, yeah, you know, one of the things I want to say, you know, as, as Arbiter mentioned, you know, hopefully we can uh, discuss everything on the table. Um, we did come across, you know, y'all's social media site that there was, you know, an issue uh, with with your drummer. And I found, you know, she, it's a female drummer. Yeah. And the yeah. only reason I, I want to touch base on that is because, you know, I want I just want to know from your from your point of view, um, how 
female's impact is in rock music, let's say in your band. I, I, I'm not asking about the <laughs> or anything like that. You know, I have like what response did you see out on the road? Yeah, right from others. Like, did you um, see any difference or, or the difference that we was people were interested in coming to the shows just to just to I guess meet her more than anything, but not so much to watch her play. It, it was weird because the fans that we had gained from having her in the band. Yeah, some of them stuck around, but a lot of them were like personal friends of hers. And when she quit the band, she had made an announcement that kind of, you know, set us back a little bit. And we actually had to get, you know, attorney involved to help us out. Yes, yes. So unfortunately, it did do a little bit of damage, but we managed to get her to stop. And, you know, all the all the hate that was going around for a little bit just completely it, it's like it never even happens now you know so I'm, I'm pretty proud of that I'm, I'm glad we were able to get through that and just keep moving forward, keep forward. yeah yeah because as soon as we halted whatever was going on put that to stop we immediately just set off on the road again and hit up New Mexico and it was like nothing ever happened like nobody cool. it didn't, it didn't yeah. set you back yeah like, no not at all or, or not at all wise. yeah yeah but um, like I said the new drummer that we have he's absolutely incredible on, on the kit and awesome um, he's someone very reliable. I've known him for years. He was actually there from the very beginning. Like he, he's the reason we were able to um, record our first EP. Like he bought the band a bunch of equipment, you know, out of his own pocket. You know, a lot of it he already had, but he still, he still helped us out a lot. And um, yeah, yeah. And so very, he went off uh, separate ways and then came No, no, no. He's, he's always been the behind the scenes guy. Like he took, he's a photographer, so he would, he would help us out. Photos whenever we needed promos or anything nice. like that. He actually took the promos that you guys probably saw on mm -hmm. the internet. We have new ones, mm -hmm. and um, like you guys said, the, the website's not up to date, mm -hmm. but it's going to be up to date. It has a bunch of new information, including the new members and all that stuff. Cool. So it, it, it'll it'll be good. It'll be good. Oh, that's good. We look we look forward to the the updates that you guys have. Like I said, we're going with by by what we currently see, but nonetheless, we're here for the music. We're not here for any drama. We're not here for anything like that. And, yeah. you know, going back to the reason, you know, asking about having um, a female on the drum set. Well, for I can speak for myself and for Rachel, you know, we grew up as drummers. You yep. know, we've been drumming since we were children. Uh, from the very foundations, that's all we ever wanted. <laughs> I know Arvid is a guitarist himself. Nice. And the reason I bring it up, it's because, you know, you know, I'm 34. Yeah, I'm 34. Think about that <laughs> I, I did. Right? <laughs> where, where, the time, where does the time go? Um, and I have a father to a nine-year-old girl, and we have another daughter along the way. Oh, congratulations. So thank you. And I have nothing but music equipment. I have guitars at home. She has a ukulele. I have drumsticks. <laughs> you know, so we're always – I didn't get a son. Okay. So, you know, the reason I ask is, like, I, we don't – it's hard to find female musicians that are not singers, especially in the rock genre. Mm -hmm. You know, and right now my, my daughter's into the band Skillet, you know, and they have a, a female yeah, drummer uh -huh. and she's amazing. And now she's doing her own band now, Jen Ledger. And that's the reason why I ask, you know, as far as like, yeah. like all of that, you know, so what they can see, what they can, you know, aspire to become like. So, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. no, I have a, an 11 year old myself um, mm -hmm. and she's picking up on music. She sees what I do and she loves what I do and she supports it 100%. I've had conversations with her in the past and her and her little cousins, um, they're, they're all picking up on music. And so they want to form a band. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, it brings tears to my eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a proud moment. Yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. <laughs> so I can
Yeah. So yeah, no, I'd like to think that you know our future they're they're in good hands. You know, especially when they're following in 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 that ambition of wanting to pick up an instrument, not going by what's on the internet, not going by what's the latest TV yeah. show. Oh, you yeah. know, and, and it's just all organic, and that's what I love about about that. You know, having these these girls and uh, with me that they're able to pick that up. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that we we're talking about, we actually spent about a good half hour talking about y'all's album. Um, okay. Obviously, we should, well, actually, we did record. So, but it wasn't. We recorded <laughs> it in a cluster of like, "Hey, how was your day?" Like, "Oh, I walked my dog," yeah. and, you know, things like that. Yeah. And all along the way, <laughs> realized, oh wait, we should have saved that for when you showed up. Yeah, <laughs> but we were talking about the production and the writing process for for Damaged. Okay. I mean, that yeah. stuff sounds amazing. Yeah, I yeah the production is great. I wanted to ask Thank you real quick. Where did you record? Uh, we recorded it in Brownsville at a very very secret place. But I'll, I'll give you guys the inside. It's a it's a studio called the Creative Cave. Uh, our engineer was uh, Adrian Loretta. Okay. And um, it's a very hard place to find. If you if you could drive by it and not even know it was there, that, that's oh, how man. hidden it is. It's really cool though. It, it gives it a very, I don't know, personal vibe. It's mm-hmm. it's really weird when you walk in. You don't expect it to be there, but when you're in there, it's it's a magical place. Mm-hmm. And I give him props for everything that he does. He actually uh, produced the newest song that we have, the new single, um, "Out of Control." I'm actually yeah. wearing the shirt right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. But um, he produced it. I mastered it. Um, and the same same went for the for the, the damaged album. Okay, he had produced it, and uh, he had initially um, mastered the, the record, but then our former bass player took it upon himself to master it, and we didn't really like the way it sounded, so I had to go back and remaster it again. Wow. And so that's the <laughs> version that you guys are hearing now. That's on Spotify, because there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, like a lot of layering of guitars and harmonies and vocals yeah. and the background vocals and all that stuff. On the album, is it? Or did you do all the vocals? Uh, the majority of them, yes. But at the time, I did have um, another guitarist and another singer that that came in and they helped us out. And so, okay. yeah, yeah. So mem- other members. And I'm not because I don't want anything else to come up from it. So, um, yeah, yeah. So the members that were in the band back then, some of them did sing on the record. Cool. You know, and, and on the on the topic of the the music of the album, you know, Arvid and I were agreeing as to the sound that we were able to take almost immediately from the album. But one of the interesting things is is uh, Rachel. What was the, what were you telling us about um, about the album earlier? Well, I could hear a lot of well, as I told scientists earlier I, was, I could hear a lot of motley crew for me that was evident but i also caught a bunch of modern rock but okay. these modern rock bands got their influences from like stuff from like the 80s like metallica motley crew and judas priest as well but for me there was a song right. called uh bring you bring you down yeah and okay. for me that one sounded so much like uh, a band called Bullet for My Valentine. Like the mm. the guitars, the solos, right. something about it just reminded me a whole lot of like a, a Bullet for My Valentine composition, and that was really interesting for me. Wow, they're a great band. I actually like them. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. That's I didn't cool. I didn't actually pick up on that, but maybe I. It's one. That's the interesting thing. You know, all of us can hear the same album and and pick out yeah. different yeah. influences. Because I was saying, I hear uh, like like a little bit of Skid Row. Mixed with uh, some Guns N' Roses. I love I that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you listen to um, Appetite for Destruction, and it's not like there's, I wouldn't say there's a lot of precision playing, right? Because you hear the guitars right here and left, 
and yeah. one guy's playing something, and the other guy's playing something slightly off, but together it all sounds great. Right. On your album, like it's all like very well composed and put together. Like I mean, as a guitar player, like, that's what I picked up on right away. The guitar tone is great. Thank you. The cleans so or the clean the acoustic parts on the was a, a song towards the end. I, I'm terrible with song names. Reality, yeah. Yes, reality. Yeah. Yes, I love how you layered all those clean parts. Yeah. Uh, the guitar melodies, uh, the solos are amazing, mm -hmm. and those Thank are all you. yours. Yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah. props, man. That Thank is you so much. Awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, and again, listening to this album when I first heard it, you know, and looking at y'all's image on on your pictures and your on your social media and stuff, you know, you know, we're instantly hit with like this '80s vibe, you know. And I was telling the guys, you know, you know, first thing that comes to mind is like music like Motley Crue. You know, you're thinking about leather, switchblades, motorcycles, and you kind of hit it with that with that first song that uh, Highway Hypnosis. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like amazing. This is a song that you know I can play with my '80s rock music Playlist, yeah. like yeah. it's there like the production is a well-crafted song so i think the production's better that's what i was telling you like i think it has that vibe but the production that is so clean and, and modern i think will help it like age further down the line you know what i mean i hope yeah yeah yeah, yeah so overall goal here. <laughs> is that is that y'all's intention that that well, you heard what we heard what, what was yeah what, what did you like putting the music together and the songs and your inspirations, like what, what inspired you to put it, to make this, I guess, a flavor of rock? Okay, so. Um, we can have that as a song title. <laughs> flavor of rock. <laughs> like, it's like an album title. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so I started writing these songs, believe it or not, when I was 15. So the songs that you're hearing on Damage, they're not songs that I wrote in one particular year of my life. These are songs that I've written along the years. And being that I had a really good lineup at the time, um, I decided to bring them all to the table. And some of them were actually written on the spot in the studio. <laughs> One of them in particular, I'll tell you a little bit about it. But um, yeah, these songs, they're all crafted at different times of my life. And so I have a lot of influences with, of course, the 80s. I love that era. And I, I do wish I was a part of it. But I wouldn't classify the music is, I guess, 80s metal or hair metal. Like okay. a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people, um, I guess, assume that we're like that. But I think it comes from the fact that when we first started out, we started off as an 80s couple. Oh, and so okay. the people that would come onto our shows, they were like, oh, dude, there's this hair band because we even had the hair. <laughs> if you look far enough on Google, you will find stuff that's a little embarrassing. <laughs> Everybody has that. Yeah, I don't know. But I think that's where it came from. I think that's where it came from. Um, People would come out to shows. We would play our music. That's part of the foundation of your sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, apart from the whole 80s thing, I'm heavily influenced by like, the punk side of music, mm -hmm. um, classic rock as well. Not not necessarily 80s, 70s rock, mm -hmm. you know. And so... Yeah, Boston. There's a, I hear some Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you hear it in the harmonies. You yeah, hear it a lot sure. in the harmonies, at least from my perspective. I mean, everybody is entitled to their own opinion, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, when I listen back to the music, for example, like Highway Hypnosis, yeah, that, I definitely hear that 80s hard rock sound. Mm -hmm. But for songs like like Insane, it's a little bit more modern for me, personally. Um, I feel like it touches more onto the sleazier side. Um, are you guys familiar with sleaze rock, by any chance? Not a... a, a there, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so sleaze rock is um, kind of like the pioneers today for... Um, trying to bring back that 80s hard rock sound and so I, I crave a lot of that because it has a lot of attitude compared to like 
your radio rock that you're here today. Yeah. And so um, I know earlier we touched on like Skillet and stuff. Mm -hmm. Those are all great bands. You know, mm -hmm. we performed with them before actually. Performed with bands like Papa Roach. And I see them and I'm like, man, these guys are incredible. Their showmanship is amazing. Oh, sure. But yeah. when you look at a younger band um, that's barely starting out and they're trying to bring back that sound, um, there's a band that I was heavily influenced by from Sweden called Crash Diet. You, if you guys haven't seen mm -hmm. or heard those guys, oh my God, like, you guys are going to fall in love with them. Nice. Because they, they're heavily influenced, yes, by the 80s. They're not an 80s band, you know? Um, and I, I could relate a lot to that. I could relate a lot to that. They're like a throwback band. Like yeah, Steel yeah. Panther it's like a, right? I've heard this a lot from people and our fans. Um, right after we finish performing, they'll come up to us and they'll shake our hands. They're very excited to meet us. And I've heard it numerous times already where they're like, it's like a fresh breath of air mm -hmm. when we see you guys and when we hear you guys. Because, you know, unfortunately, um, a lot of music nowadays is starting to sound very, very similar. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Sure yeah and, exactly. Yeah. And so um, we're trying to not do that. <laughs> yeah, see, and, and, and it, while your album sounds polished, it doesn't sound, you know, like auto-tuned or all like yeah. perfect. There's a yeah. lot of, there is a, a grittiness to it, but it's just so well captured that uh, Thank you. it yeah. makes it, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to say the word, um, I'm misleading, but like it, you, if you're not really paying attention, you won't hear that, that, that grit and that heart and that uh, like naturalness to it mm -hmm. uh, because it does have such a, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm like still really blown away by the clarity and the, the, yeah. the just the sound, the drums sound huge when Thank you. All the Tom stuff and the, the wow. and the guitar and everything sounds very clear and ah, it's just very well done. But but um, but yeah, that's very impressive. Thank you. That's how long did it take you to record? Believe it or not, um, overall the record produced, recorded, we finished after about a year. But the the only reason it took us so long is because unfortunately we were dealing with double bookings and. When you when you have that situation, you kind of have to fight for the time being in the studio. Mm -hmm. There's only one studio and one engineer, mm -hmm. so um, we we dealt a lot with that. We dealt a lot with um, some members not showing up to record their parts. We dealt with having to re-record one song, which is the one that I told you a little while ago. I would touch on uh, the song is it's undamaged. Um, it's called Cotton Light, and the reason we had to okay. re-record it is because I had taught it to the guys while we were in the studio, and I had written it at home, and so they had no idea. Um, what was to come with that. And so I sent them like little demos so that they could hear it. <laughs> and they they took it upon themselves to, you know, just take the wheel, go into the studio, record the song without me being there. And so in doing that, they forgot a lot of parts. And so they played some things differently. And <laughs> I went back in to listen and I was like, dude, it's wrong. <laughs> we had to re-record that song. Um, and so that you know it, it eats up and so we would only spend about maybe three four hours in the studio a day um but again because of the fact that we we had to deal with double bookings we had to you know postpone our you know sessions yeah. and then postpone it again, postpone it again. So it took a really long time yeah. you know and we're talking about you know the how the production came along and everything and despite you mentioning you know lineup changes you know creative differences you know these guys are going to the studio and you're like, that's not what I said. You know, that's not what I wanted. But the final product, the chemistry, it's, it's, it's captured. And there's a cohesiveness yeah. to it. Yeah. I would not have guessed 
no, that song had to be re-recorded. Or, uh, oh, dude. <laughs> awesome. I just pulled out the records for that. <laughs> just in case they're listening. Yeah. Happened. yeah. Yeah, we just got hooked up with records. Right till you shit out of luck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah, like, when I, I've, I've already heard the album multiple times, and, yeah, like, it, it gels and flows really well. So hearing these back behind-the-scenes stories, I would not have guessed that took you know all, all these different obstacles were there for you yeah. in order to uh, accomplish it. Yeah. It, it doesn't doesn't hold it back the final product doesn't reflect that it just mm-hmm. hence the name of the rocks. title like, the name of the album man. yeah we when we were going through well i'm gonna give you guys a little bit of a scoop um when we were when we were recording the record we weren't we hadn't decided what we were going to name the record and so we were going back and forth between a bunch of different names and I had pitched damage to the guys and my managers, and they were like, nah, nah, we have this other name. I think we're going to call it originally. Originally, it was going to be like Welcome to the Dollhouse or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it it wasn't it wasn't clicking to me. Okay. To me, it didn't have, I guess, a meaning. It was Because yeah. Welcome to the Dollhouse would have been cool for like a concept album. Oh, okay. could have had we could have revolved around the idea of a dollhouse or mm-hmm. whatever and mm-hmm. whatever happened in some narrative there. yeah and and none of the songs correlate with each other they're all literally like i said they were all written at different points in my life mm-hmm. and so they're all different yeah they, they don't have a relation to one another and so having a concept album name would be fit and so when i told them damaged and i explained why i thought damage would be good um they would then they realized okay that's that's better and so like you, like you just mentioned, the band has been through so much, and I think it's very relatable for people to, you know, when they, when they see damage, they're like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But when you hear songs and you read the lyrics, the lyric book is in there. When you guys go back and you read the lyrics, it's not very, oh my god, yeah, party, 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 and that's what a lot of people think about it. Mm-hmm. Lyrics, some of them are a little dark, mm-hmm. and so it, it relates more to damage because at some point in our lives, you know, we we all go through something. See, yeah. and and on that, you know, you're mentioning talking about the lyrics. The one that stood out to me, and I played this song over and over and over again, is the last song. It's reality, the ballad. And the <laughs> lyrics, man, the lyrics are they're amazing. I mean, to- toxic love, right? One of the lyrics is something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toxic love forever, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, well, I was just blown away, and I just kept playing it over and over. Like, dude, like that's that's an amazing song. Believe it or not, that is the number one most played song of ours on, on iTunes and Spotify. Like, oh, now it's not, but because we had to take down the old mastered version. Again, I, this is the remastered one. So we took down the, the one that was initially mastered and put up the new one. And because of that, all the plays, they got taken off. And now we oh, had to refresh it. Yeah. But reality, and I hear it a lot from people like, dude, that song, it, it kids me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and when we were recording it, after, after it was released, I thought that was going to be the one that nobody liked, oh, honestly, because that that, yeah, that's why I put it at the end. That's I don't know, man. And, <laughs> and that's what I was saying earlier, you know, like, you know, any, any album, a hard rock album, you, there's always going to be, you know, like different facets of the band. And I thought, hey, they haven't done like a ballad or, or like a mellow song yet. And when I got to the end, I was like, oh, there it is. And of course, it, it ends uh, like differently, you know, you're able yeah. to, to transition it, which is I yeah. thought was awesome, and which, which I appreciate because you he, listen to so much music and we listen to music all our whole lives. You begin to like be, you know, you, you can like kind of predict maybe where a band is going or where an album flow is going to go. <clears> and y'all were able to kind of like avoid that 
and keep keep me interested the entire time, which is Thank a, you. Yeah. I don't think that's an easy thing to do, I would imagine. So the fact that y'all were able to accomplish it, and this is your first full length, right? It is, yeah. it is, and it's um, it has songs from our initial EP. We had two demos before we had this, and I'm very proud of it because um, we had to when I um, had to start the band again uh, with, with new members. I had to get my own record label involved, and so that's where Ear Riot comes in. Um, when I announced that again, open arms, everybody was so welcoming. They were like, dude, I'm excited to hear what you guys got. And I was able to release more music under that label. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's very humbling to hear all these things that you're saying, because it, it, it you, you start to lose track after a while because you see so much negativity coming your way yeah. that yeah. you don't even yeah. have time to focus on how people are trying to perceive your record or, or even perceiving it at all. Like you, you focus more on the problems than you know where your music is taking other people and so hearing this is really cool thank you guys it's, it's, it's awesome. yeah it was, it was very refreshing like you've said you know like people have told you it is refreshing to hear uh a band that you know is just just rocks i don't know how, it's like it's like a generic thing to say but it is like it's just a hard rocking album i was listening to it earlier and my son got in the car uh, he's eight and uh i was restarting the album so i was on i was hypnosis he was like banging his head i was like right on dude like like it can awesome. you know yeah it hits different <laughs> generations you know what i mean yeah well, I, I i can totally see it having a, a timelessness which you know keeps me interested in what you guys release in the future yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah we're currently writing our sophomore album which i'm very excited about because like i said these, these songs were written when i was so young um I'm, I'm still young i know i make it sound like i'm an old cat but i mean i'm old enough, you know there's yeah, yeah. a reason why i'm into the type of music that i'm into and so the new record is gonna it's gonna be a little, it's gonna it's still gonna have a lot of the same elements but you're gonna definitely hear a the maturity awesome. that, that that's mm-hmm. in the music now because this like i said i was a teenager man like, i didn't know yeah. what i was doing half the lyrics i mean i i'm gonna you don't relate to it. no i don't and and some of the lyrics i'll be completely blunt with you i just wrote because they just came out and i didn't know how to write you know it was right. just kind of like okay i'm a kid and i'm gonna write a song so let's do this and people liked it so we recorded it and yeah it's, it's, it ain't broke don't fix it yeah yeah i, I <laughs> personally i do wish that i would have waited a little bit longer and maybe made some edits to some of the lyrics maybe in some of the songs you know in general because now i listen back and i'm very proud of it like i said i am Dude, we were a bunch of kids mm-hmm. and listening back to it i'm like we, we, we sounded okay to me you know like and i'm a very very critical person when it comes to like the way i want to hear things so yeah. if they don't sound right that's another reason why we took a while in the, re- yeah. in the record like putting the record because I'm, I'm extremely critical and if something doesn't sit well for me <laughs> i have to go back and read it. it i have to yeah. but but yeah yeah i'm, I'm proud of it i'm proud right so you wanted to add something yeah, I was just gonna say that it. I was I was thinking to myself earlier. It's it's music like this, something. Something I guess refreshing, like like the other guys were saying. It's music like that that really gives guys like us hope for the future of music. Oh, thank you. I mean, you know, one like, of the things. That... Yeah, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Like he said earlier, I mean, a lot of the music that's coming out now, it all sounds so similar. It all sounds exactly the same. Like I. Honestly, I can't tell some music apart because it all sounds the same, really. But, I mean, you listen to stuff like this, and it's really refreshing, like the guys were saying. I mean, it's it's really nice to hear. Yeah. 
um, it's again, it leads me to think, you know, we listen to I me. Mean, I listen to anything and everything. And just this morning I was reading on, uh, uh, I came across this music video about this. This girl came up with this viral music video years ago. It went viral. It was a big <clears> deal. <throat> but this is one of the things that I mean, grinds my gears. You know, this girl, she, she goes up to her mom and says, mom, there's this, there's this um, company that if you pay them a thousand dollars, they'll make you a song. They'll make, they'll attach a music video to it. Mm. And that's it. They'll put it out. Prefabrication. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No so, okay. So I'm watching this video, right? And Is it that Friday song? Yeah. Did you see that? I've heard, I remember when it first came out and I remember like, it was like a big old thing. I was like, I hear this. <laughs> terrible. And of course, like, well, yeah, that's, that's the kind video of I was ended. watching. This kid, Rebecca Black. Okay, Back yeah, in 2010, brings out yeah. this song yeah. about Friday, the most irritating song in the world. <laughs> Never heard it. But these these are kids. When when you're you're 15, she was 15. Yeah. You're 15. You're playing your guitar. You're learning how to write. You're doing everything the organic way. This person goes to mom and says, "Mom, for a thousand dollars, I get to do this." Yeah. You know, and you think like, what the hell is there for the next generation to think? When that's all it takes. Well, see, that's the thing, though. You hear that? I don't remember. I didn't remember her name. I remember that it was about Friday because it was so stupid. But the, you know, she, there was no, um, she didn't earn the skills to create the music. You know what I mean? She didn't put the hours in learning, you know, learning guitar, practicing singing, exactly. writing, you know, the, you know, the trial and error of writing a piece of music, and it was just made for her. And so, where is she now? doubtful that she's doing much well see that's the thing again i don't i didn't know who this individual is or whatever she just appeared on my social <laughs> media feed the video so i saw it apparently she's going out on tour she oh, has okay. new music out whatever <laughs> whatever that entails wonder how much she paid her exactly know, right <laughs> so on the other end of that now if she if she if that was her in into the music industry and being a creative person if she's grown and like hey i've since picked up the guitar i've written songs it took me like then all right, then fine. I guess you you earn you know your, I guess your props or your respect to go ahead and do that. But if she's still having like a team of people write it all for her and and you know like auto tune it and fit, like and you know I'll just come in and like <clears throat> say it and you just make it musical or whatever, then that's bullshit. I would say. You of know course. I mean? But but yeah. at the same time, like if she if she builds up her skills and, and does her own thing. But I mean, calling it like it is, it all is bullshit. You well, know. A lot of people don't pick up uh, unless you're in the rock genre. You're not picking up instruments and practicing day in and day out. Yeah, I mean, when <laughs> exactly. I was uh, in high school, I remember Hanson was all huge, and a bunch of people were hating on him. Oh, they're pop, whatever. But then I like I stopped and I listened to him, and this was like, of course, I'm all metal, Metallica, Pantera, and all that. <laughs> and then I, I watched the video. I'm like, well, but they're all playing their own music instruments. Apparently, they wrote all their own songs. It's not my cup of tea, but at least I, you know, you can respect the fact that they. Yeah. They're doing it themselves. They're not having someone do it for them. Yeah. So while I might not like that genre of music, at least you know, I can respect the musicianship, right? That goes yeah. into it. Definitely. Like, I you know how everyone hates Nickelback or whatever. It's like all oh, cool <laughs> to hate Nickelback. Like you can hate them all you want, but they all wrote and recorded their own music. And until right. I hear otherwise, and you got to give them at least a little respect. They sold millions of albums. They somebody must have done some, something. Somebody right? bought yeah. them. I have not yet met a person who bought it because no one will admit to it, maybe. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I do have their albums. I yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, so it's too easy to hate. But, you know, but it, but on the other end of that, someone's, if they're just like faking it or like Ashley Simpson, yeah. We're just talking about that. <laughs> my wife and I, 
how she like did she get busted on SNL like yeah. lip syncing to it and then she starts doing like a, a little dance like hey I screwed up y'all busted me yeah like that's that sucks yeah there's someone more worthy that should have been on there yeah and, right. and that's right. what we're talking about you know we grew up practicing our instruments day in and day out you know right. and, and that's what you have done Kevin. yeah it's evident man yeah your your lyrics your music and that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's so organic, and it, you guys have created something amazing from it. And it just, I especially think, at such young age. Yeah, it, especially that, and that's the message that you know I want to share with our listeners is that you have to go out and practice. You have to go out and fail many times. You know, like you said, you know, you oh you God, question your lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you're gonna fail. You're gonna fail, and you're gonna meet a lot of people that are gonna try to poke you in the eye. I still meet people like that today, and I'm very fortunate. I'm I'm proud to have gotten out of the holes that we were in um, because unfortunately our old management team, they weren't, you know, they weren't really doing much for us, which is exactly why we're not with them anymore. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, we were with them for five years and we went out on tour one time and, and I wouldn't even call it a tour. It was more of a, I think it was like three shows that we played. It was San Antonio, Houston and Austin. And that was the tour. That was the only tour. And it was like the first month that we were with them. And then for the next five years, we did absolutely nothing but just play wow. shows here. There was one wow. year when all we did was perform at a, a venue here called Simon Says. You guys, yeah. you guys have heard yeah. of it, right? Yeah. yeah. So there was a year when all we did was perform at Simon Says. And I was like, dude, this is not right. You know, and then here comes somebody out of nowhere, offers us a position and um, at Rock Oklahoma the first year that we went. And Immediately, they were like, oh, we, we got them in there. We got them in there. And it's mm -hmm. like, nah, no, you didn't. We got ourselves in there. <laughs> no, you just filmed the video, put it up on YouTube, and they saw it and discovered us from it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm very proud of not being a part of that anymore because now I actually know. The type of, you, you, you learn to read people immediately within the first 30 seconds of shaking their hand, you know, conversing with them. Um, you, you realize right away the kind of person that they are. And, like I said, I still meet people today that try to poke me in the eyes and, you know, turn around, and stab me or whatever. And I'm, I'm fortunately not dealing with anybody like that now. But when we announced the comeback, there was a lot of people that were trying to be like, oh, dude, I'll be your manager. And then oh. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm OK. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so you, so you mentioned in briefly uh, in brief to how you already had had um headed out to some festivals what can you tell us about that what are, what's the experience been like uh it's been fantastic yeah. it's been amazing um more specifically i mean the, obviously the biggest festival we've ever performed at is rock but we haven't just performed on it once we've been invited back six times and so that that's a lot wow that to me means the world um obviously uh there's yet a lot more that's to come but to this date um that is the biggest that we've gone and we've met <laughs> we've met so many people man just this last year it, 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 let me tell you guys a story about this last year it's it's it's, it's very cool because it's just one of those things that you don't expect that happen and you're just like what did <laughs> <laughs> this really just happen and like so a pinch me moment yeah well no not a pinch me moment we're like a, just a what the fuck <laughs> really because i mean we were okay so we were at Rockahoma this this year, 2019, and um, we we were super stoked to be back again. We were expecting to get no response, people not remembering us, but instead we packed the place, man. Like I am so relieved that when we went back, people were like, ah, that's not the same band we've been seeing in the past. Instead, they were like, 
that's awesome. They're back. You know, that's the wow. kind of response that we got. And so, so cool. Um, after our set, we, we decided to go, you know, just stroll away, do whatever we were going to do and just hang out. And um, the night came and it was corn that was headlining that night. And we went backstage and we were watching them from backstage and all was good. But then after was the interesting part. We had decided that, you know what, maybe it's time for us to take off back, back home, go back to the valley. Um, it's a long drive back. I think it's like 15 hours for us. And so we, we packed everything up. We were in my car. And <laughs> as we were driving away, we hear a siren. And if you, if you guys don't know, if the listeners don't know, Rocklahoma is in Tornado Alley in Oklahoma. Oh, okay, yeah. Right on Tornado Alley. Like dead center. And yeah. so when we heard the sirens, we had performed there before. And, you know, we've been invited six times. And so that never happened to us. We've gotten rain. We've performed in the rain. We've gotten the extreme, extreme, like hardcore mud where, like, oh, you, wow. you lose your shoes walking in just... that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. And so this year we got tornadoes. And it wasn't just one, several. And they were all coming in. And so the sirens came up and People started evacuating, started running, sirens started going off everywhere. Were you guys like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, we're from Brownsville, dude. We don't hear that. (laughs) We don't hear that down here, you know? And so um, as soon as we heard that, we were like, what do we do? You know, like, where do we go? We're like disappearing into holes. See you later. No, no, it's it's, it's amazing because people that live in Oklahoma and prior, um, (laughs) they were just like, whatever, dude. We hear it all the time, you know? And so there were people walking around and we were just like shitting bricks there. And so... uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, I keep cussing. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, cool. So we're shitting bricks and we're like, what do we do? And we have our roadie in the back and his biggest fear was tornadoes. And we didn't know. We had no idea. And so he was freaking out. And so we went to the, the production um, and we were like, hey, is there anywhere for us to back? We don't, we're not from here. We don't know where to go. And they're like, just leave. You know, drive south. You're going to miss the storm just if you drive now. the storm. And, and so we were like, all right, we'll do it. And so we got back in my car and we started driving out. But then, you know, we noticed that it was getting really hectic and people were getting really, really like, I don't know, they were, everybody was freaking out. You could sense and feel the energy. Yeah, yeah, because people were running and there was uh, not only the sirens from like the tornado sirens or warnings, but also sirens from like police officers trying oh, yeah. to escort people out and stuff. And we were like, nah, dude, we're not going to make it, you know. We have all our gear. We're pulling you all in a small Kia. Like, it's not oh, going to happen. Like, know? make it in life or <laughs> make it out of the tornado Oh, man. <laughs> um, so we decided to get off. And we just ran to the main stage. We were like, there's people evacuating. It's the main stage made out of cotton. So we, we went in there. Lo and behold, we were in there evacuating with corn. <laughs> we were in there with And we were just like, going on <laughs> wow what's going on we were in there for a while we posted up a video of us running into the stage but i wish we could have like kept filming to where you could see the band that was there and we were just like, like finally it calmed down we all went our merry way and we just came back home but that was the highlight that was that is pretty yeah exciting <laughs> waiting out a tornado with jonathan davis yeah yeah that's so cool <laughs> Yeah, all their crew was in there, and everybody was so nice. It's badass. Yeah, um, but no, no injuries, no nothing. Bad nothing, happened. nothing bad happened. Thank God, you know, because if something would have happened while we were up there, we would have never known where to turn to. Yeah. We're, we're not from there. And prior Oklahoma, actually, Rocklahoma is in a festival ground. Festival ground that's like way apart from civilization, and oh. so you would have to like 
travel a good distance to get civilization You could get again, stranded so. there and forgotten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corn's so. private helicopter comes, picks them up, they're gone. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, but that's only one of many stories of, like, just adventures that we've had at Rockwell. That's just one year. And, like, this year we also got to have um, dinner with Asking Alexandra. We were there nice. hanging with them. Um, obviously, as a fan, I can't go up to them and be like, hey, dude, yeah, take you're a gonna be a punisher. And yeah, no, you, you don't do that. You tell the rest the of the members man. of the band, like, dude, you're gonna see people, you're gonna meet people, just keep it cool. Yeah. You know, they're backstage, yeah. they're they're in the catering. Yeah. We were very fortunate to, you know, be able to share the same catering booth with them. Yeah. And so, as a fan, you can't freak out because they're in there to escape that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, That's um, a good spot. Their yeah. And so, if they would come up to us, I'd be like, oh, huge fan, you know, honestly. Um, I think the who was it? It was what's his name? The singer for Asking Alexandria. He's also the singer for We Are Harlot. Um, anyway, Terrible with names. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, David, Dan, Danny Warsnap, Warsnap, yeah. And so I was like, "Hey, dude, what's up? How, how's it going?" He actually came up to me and he started talking to me for a little bit. And so um, I asked him, "Hey, dude, when when is your next record for We Are Harlot coming out?" And he's like, Shh, I and love to know too and so just <laughs> one of those things you, you take it with you and you're like Man, I have a conversation with these people and nobody knows yeah. nobody nobody knows because they're, they're all not figuring there, it you know? out just as much as, as yeah, yeah anybody else i got to meet um and i actually got a picture with alice cooper's daughter i saw that yeah calico cooper and yeah, um, his, his bandmate chuck garrick his bass player he's the, the he's the singer and guitar player for Pisto Blanco, and they performed right after us. He was like, dude, you guys are amazing. And so when you get recognized by people that you look up to, yeah. that's like, holy crap, yeah, that's, man. That's awesome. No big one, right? Exactly, exactly. And this year, um, Eddie Trunk was there. Well, he's there every oh, year. Nice. But he was there while we were performing, and he was just watching it. I was like, Eddie Trunk is right there while watching. While you're playing? Yeah, Does that yeah, throw yeah. you off? You're like, don't, don't mess up. Don't mess up. <laughs> it, it puts <laughs> you. Just like, forget that he's there. So you, have, you have your stage fright. And then you have that, whatever yeah. that is, when people are watching you that actually are part of the music industry, you're just like, dude, fuck this up. <laughs> That's going to travel with them yeah. and they're going to remember that. And so it was very pressuring. That's good to know because, I mean, we're kind of on the same way, uh, on the same boat as well, man. Maybe running running this podcast, you know, wherever we're running on, just like on passion. We're passion driven yeah. for, for what we yeah, do. Yeah. Labor and, of love, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you mentioned people like Eddie Trunk, like never heard of it, man. So I don't know. Eddie Trunk from I'm um, kidding. Oh, <laughs> like, he's like I was going to be. Oh, right, I was like, right, right, right. I respect it. I do. I do. <laughs> but uh, about to walk. He out actually here. has this record. He put it in his car. So, really? so we we got a picture with him in 2017, and that was the year that this album was released. Mm-hmm. And so we were promoting it while we were up there, and. um he happened to be in the media tent while we were doing our interviews with radio stations. And we were like, hey, can we get a picture with you, man? Like, you're awesome, whatever, you know? And he was like, oh, you guys are playing? And we were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to be on this stage, blah, blah, blah. I don't think he showed up because I, I didn't see him in the crowd that year. But he, he remembered us. And he told me that he kept the CD. He never put it on the air because he tries to keep it in the vault. Mm-hmm. And so he told me straight up he has the record and he still has it to this day. And I'm like, that's, 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 my man. that's, <laughs> that's cool. awesome. When we gave it to him, we were like, he's not going to listen yeah, to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's Eddie Truck. He's, he gets a lot of music all the time. But no, uh, after we took the picture, he walked to his car and we saw him open it up, put the CD in the car 
and then he just went and did his thing, you know? So at some point, he must have listened to it. Whether he liked it or not, he was there this year, and he loved it. That's awesome. I was so proud of that, yeah. So what what does that say about the future project? I mean, I know you said there's some stuff (laughs) that, you know, shouldn't mention, but, I mean, it sounds like you guys are – it's something in your head. Uh, yeah, 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 we do. Um, we're, we're really hoping that everything works out because nothing is set in stone at any time, ever. You know, yeah. with, with us, um, since we work with people now that are from different countries, different states, nobody's here in the Valley. So it's very hard for me to get in contact with them and just be like, okay, let's pull the trigger, blah, blah, blah. No, it has to be planned out and it has to be done almost in advance. And so right now, I mean, I'll just let you guys know we're, we're planning a full national tour for next yeah. year. And, and we have a we have a band that is inviting us on, which I'm not gonna disclose right now. Sure. Um, but that is something that I'm really looking forward to. Man. Yeah. And when would we hear this news? I, again, it's something that's planned out so far in advance, it's hard for me to tell you. I don't want to tell you guys something now and then nothing happens that time. Yeah, and yeah, you're like, ah, sure. this guy lied or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're also getting ready to film a music video. Um, we're out of control, and we're gonna be releasing our next album, um, hopefully in 2020. I'm pretty sure it'll be out before we hit the road again. But <clears throat> we're still touring in support of Out of Control, and so as soon as this tour finishes, that's it for the year. Like we're not gonna go back. Maybe we'll play a show here and there in the valley, but um, in terms of going out of town, like hitting up different states, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna focus on finishing the record, and then focusing on the future. Yeah, building on that. Yeah, right on, man. That's super cool. Now I'm, I'm pretty stoked to hear what you got down the line. But uh, all in due time, right? Like, like you said, <laughs> yeah. Um, I had put together some, some. I don't know. I like hypotheticals, but if you know, there's anything else you all want to add, yeah. one of the things I wanted to ask, uh, going to you know Oklahoma and that, is there any challenges you've faced being <laughs> a band from not just from Texas, but from like South Texas, and <laughs> oh, and being no. uh, like Latino. I mean, is everyone uh, nope. of like Hispanic, Latino, Mexican descent in the band? Or, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, is there is there, have you have you faced any like like uh, I don't know like preconceived notions or any negativity based off mm, of that not, that you've heard of? Not really. I think I think it's it's funny you say that because um, well, there there's two points I I wanted to make. Well, the first one is whenever we go out. To a different state and it's happened several times in oklahoma and in new mexico specifically um but i guess it's because there's a lot of natives there you know right so it's, it's a beautiful culture that they have but um <laughs> there was several times when i've been confused to be a part of a tribe and so when when, when you say like you guys are all hispanic yeah we're, we're all hispanic but apparently uh, I, I don't see it but they do and they they recognize it and so it's, it's weird but no we've never had any kind of problems with Race, right? the, That's it's, it's humbling, you know, for them to accept us, even though I tell them, like, no, we don't spend literally like this last city in Mexico uh, before we hit Mexico. And they're like, oh, well, your brother, your brother, anyway, you know, and so it's, it's really awesome. cool. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really, we can look past that. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're very humble. See, and that's, that's okay. I, I, I don't know if this goes or anything like that, but it, it's, you feel that unity in rock shows. Yeah. You know, that's what it, it doesn't matter who it is. You're People outside of it don't know, don't realize that, but mm-hmm. it is a very tiny, familiar type. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can be disabled. It doesn't matter who you are. Did you see that picture recently? Which one? 
It was at a, I want to say it was a slip on show at the Not Fest or whatever. Okay. Some kid, some young kid on the, on the, in the wheelchair. In the wheelchair. I saw that. He's yeah. like, all oh, the horns and every, all the, I, you know, I always look through the comments like with a bit of trepidation, like, there's going to be some douchebag saying something horrible. Right. Nothing. It Nothing. Was no. Positive. This that's is why awesome. I love metal. This is the community. Mm-hmm. This is what we do for yeah. each other. And I was like, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. what a lot of people outside of the, the scene or the genre or whatever don't realize they just see oh you're all a bunch of like beer drinking you know like loud <laughs> worshipers loud yeah saint worshipers right. vulgar people no like there's mm-hmm. there's a lot more heart and community there's a lot of love behind all that anger yeah right? yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a veneer to some extent but yeah most of the people that you meet are yeah you know it, this past year i went to acl um we call awesome. metallic undisturbed disturbance my favorite nice so we we went there we went to san antonio to see disturbed and they were there we, at rock Oklahoma this year yeah yeah awesome. so these are the first two shows that I take my daughter. My daughter at the time was eight years old. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, my wife and I were like, should we take her? Should we let her experience that? There's a lot of stuff. Let's take her. We'll take her chances. We'll get her a ticket, everything. It turned out to be like, I've said it before in a previous podcast, and I'm always going to praise this because I, kids are our future. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the only reason why I talk about this. I had her on my shoulders all through Austin, ACL, Metallica, mm-hmm. and Disturbed. All, all evening, do nothing but high fives. Like, oh, you're awesome parents. Like, dude, yeah. she's killing it. You know, we go to San Antonio <laughs> in uh, San Antonio Disturbed, and the band says hi to her, you know, wow. and she's just like blown nice. away thinking, wow, this she's is. She's smiling from here. Yeah. <laughs> she's, that's awesome. She's sitting. Those are um, memories that she'll keep forever. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. what we talk about. And, and we explain to her, you know, mom and dad, you know, we're telling her, like, you know, this is a community. There's no judgment here. We don't, nobody does that. Just you're here for the music and right, yep. for the ride. And, you know, it's just blown away, you know. And I love the fact that you mentioned that it doesn't matter where you're from or what you look like, dude. We're there for one reason. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to share that. And that's, that's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah. That, that's, that's really cool. Um, there was a second thing that you had mentioned about the whole being from Texas thing. Yeah. I think the only challenge, the, the real challenge, not only from being from Texas, right? Because it's not, it doesn't apply to everybody in Texas and you'll, you'll know exactly why. But being from South Texas, um, we have a lot of opportunities that turn up, but a lot of them we can't take. Which, why? Because of where we are, where we're located. It takes us 15 hours just to get out of Texas. Yeah. And so we have bands from New York, California, promoters from all over the place. They're like, dude, come play here, come play here. And I'm like, dude, I'd love to. But things like that, I mean, the state of Texas is so big. If, if, if you guys went on tour, you could tour half the U.S. Mm-hmm. and we'd barely be getting out of Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so they don't understand that because they've never been to Texas, some of them. And so... Or as they get to like Dallas and Austin and then yeah, head back out. Exactly, right? exactly. So we're, we're so far yeah. south. <laughs> the way we've been describing it lately is we're literally in the ass crack of Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, because of that, it makes it more difficult for us to venture off and find new promoters and work with other people. And some people take it the wrong way. And if, if you've been one of those people that has taken it the wrong way, I really do apologize. We don't mean it that way. It's just we can't at the moment because of the fact that we're so far south and it'll take us forever. It's a logistical there. setback yeah. that you yeah. can't control. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. the role of the I mean, that's just <laughs> we were born. You know, we can't control that. Yeah, and I mean, we, we, we've been talking about relocating. Um, it's all, you know, up in the air, nothing set in stone, but we do want to relocate at some point. And hopefully when we do, it'll be a lot easier for us to get out there. Like I said, the state of Texas is huge. You know, if you put the state of Texas on top of Europe. It was a country many, at one point, you, right? Or yeah. its own country. So. <laughs> so if you put Texas on top of like Europe, man, you cover mm-hmm. a good chunk of Europe. 
Oh yeah. And so when people realize that, that's when they're like, oh, okay, you know, we understand. Yeah, when you look at the actual you know, size and <clears throat> geography of it, yeah, it's it's its its own world, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that and, makes sense. And if yeah. I'm not mistaken, Rock, Oklahoma would be the closest festival to us, right? Because I mean, I know well, San Antonio. And... Yeah, true. Uh, San Antonio uh, Riverfest just got canceled. I mean, that they yeah. fell through. So, are you yeah. playing in Mexico? Have I played in Mexico? Or the See, band? and that's uh, that's what I wanted to get at. You know, Mexico is huge. They are amazing rock fans. Oh yeah, they are. So, they are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most hardcore people I've ever seen at metal shows were always people from Mexico. Yeah, yeah like, and not to yeah, mention, you know, so you have Slipknot, you have My Chemical Romance over there recording in Mexico, and it's the passion that they have for the music and the band is like, why aren't we doing anything here? You would think it would go off easier here, but it's for whatever reason, it doesn't. I don't know. I wouldn't know what to say as to why. Yeah. I think it's maybe because we have the luxury of, you know, saying, oh, they'll be back. They're in the U.S. That, they'll be yeah. back. They'll be back. But in, we have more in, options. Right? Yeah. And, and in Mexico, I think it's more like, when are they ever going to come back? You know? Yeah, they won't see them again for another year or yeah. two. So yeah, so it's the anticipation sense. grows. That makes yeah. sense. But to answer your question, the band has not played in Mexico. We've gotten an overwhelmingly large amount of offers to go play over there, but we haven't taken them. Some of the best, yeah. Um, the reason being is because it's all, you know, we, we it's an uncharted it's an uncharted area. So we don't know what to expect if we go over there. We don't know the pers- the promoters personally. So. If we did go over there, we would have to make sure that everything was, you know, done correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If we, I, I think maybe in the near future we'll probably make it out there, but everything would probably have to be provided. I wouldn't feel comfortable taking my equipment over there. Yeah, you know, there you go. for obvious reasons, you know, mm-hmm. the, the stigma—it's uh, been following Mexico for a while, and, and I, I care so much for Mexico. I mean, my family's from over there, and I travel to Mexico quite often. And it's very sad to see the way things are. But if it wasn't like that, believe me, I'd be over there yeah, for sure. all the time. For, yeah. I mean, being the way that it is right now, we have to be careful. And it's no, no, no disrespect to them at all. No, it's just, it's just, the, yeah. it's just the current uh, state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate. But it's, yeah. Hey, folks, we'd like to thank you again for listening in. Your streams really do help us get to where we want to go. And a huge thank you to Kevin Salceda from Ratchet Dolls and giving us some insight into the band's past, present, and future. We here at the Skeptic Review wish you guys the best. You can find them on Facebook. Just type in Ratchet Dolls into the search bar. And on Instagram, at Ratchet Dolls Official. Links to where you can find their music are there too. And you can find us on Facebook. Just type in the Skeptic's Review. On Instagram, at the Skeptic's Review. And Twitter, at Skeptic's Review. Thank you guys. Until next time.